What's up, everybody? This is the Drink Local Podcast, Episode 2. I'm William, and this is Misa. Hey, what's up? We are avid, longtime craft beer enthusiasts. We aren't industry insiders, we aren't Cicerones, and we aren't brewers. What we are is, we're just like you. Just some people who are really, really excited about craft beer. We've been drinking beer for about 15 years, and during that time, our passion for craft beer has informed so many of our experiences. Whether it's tourism, our culinary preferences, the types of activities we do for fun, craft beer has always played a role. So with that said, let's get started. Episode two. All right. Oh. Nice. Nice. Wow, that wasn't a clean open at all. I, I was trying <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with a messy open. You know, it's excited to see. It's excited to be drank by you, right? I don't think I've ever done, like, messed up opening a beer can before. Well, there's a first for everything. Well, so what is that that you're pouring? What are you pouring right now? All right, now? hold on. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, look at that. It's got a lot of head. <laughs> what are you okay. pouring? I am pouring a True Kolsch by Almanac Beer Co. Cool. Uh, Almanac Beer Co. is in Alameda, California, which is uh, across the bay from San Francisco. Mm. Um, we've been drinking a, quite a few of their beers. They're yeah, we tried a lot of their beers because they have pretty good distribution. Yeah, at yeah. least in California. As yeah, far as in I know. LA. Yeah. Um, let me go ahead and uh, tell you guys what the other beers right. that we're going to be drinking are, and then I'll give you guys the rundown of what we're going to be talking about today. Then we'll get into it. All right. So um, I'll tell them the next one, and then you can tell them the third one. Okay. Okay. So the second one that we're going to be having today is the Mumford Brewing One by Air, and this is. A New England style double India pale Ooh. ale. Yeah, it's 9%. Ooh. It has uh, citra and galaxy hops, and the can looks fucking awesome. What's going on on the can? Well, the can is like Does some kind of smoker? like really artsy can, like it, and it has what looks like a graffiti style writing, yeah. one by air, just tagging, you know, like not even graffiti, just tagging, you know, and um, being from LA, I love graffiti. I love tagging. It's part of my culture. So um, I was instantly attracted to this beer, right? Mm. And, you know, part of that attraction definitely came from the can because generally hazy beers kind of fall under a not for me category. <laughs> um, you know, and there are hazies that I like, yeah. but I like to try to get a taster of them first to see if I like them right, when right. I go to a bar because, like, I feel like there's such a wide variety of what we're calling hazy now that, um, you know, you never know what you're going to get. Like some of them are going to be like super juicy and like mm -hmm. be like, you know, like tangerine, like right. flavor yeah. or grapefruit, it's like intense, you know, or, yeah. um, and then others will be like, you know, pretty well balanced and still have like that dank quality that I like. Um, and you know, you like some, some of them, you know, like you never, know what you're gonna get you know like they're gonna yeah. be like you know some some might be just a little bit cloudy some might be super hazy and look like you know like a mimosa mm -hmm. you know so this one you know it's a double ipa so i'm expecting big bold flavors from that yeah but we haven't tried any of them yet even though we definitely are very familiar with the almanac true Kolsch. <laughs> that's why we chose right. one of these uh well one more thing about mumford though um it's in downtown LA. It's yeah. actually like in Little Tokyo. Yeah, it's on the edge of Little Tokyo. Tokyo. Yeah, and so they have a little great tap room there. Their beers have always been good, so 
Yeah, and I was the like building, the building it's in oh, looks yeah, freaking yeah. awesome. Like yeah. it's you know they, they like, have like graffiti on the wall. Yeah, inside and outside um, actually. You know, like you definitely yeah. you know um, it gets real going over there because you right. have to <laughs> uh, you know see the poverty and the people you know who have been kind of left behind. Mm-hmm. You know uh, to get there, mm-hmm. uh, but you know that's part of the LA experience too. Yeah, so, for sure. You know, yeah. like because uh, it's on the edge of Little Tokyo and Skid Row, really. Yeah, I think that's that's where it is. a lot of people not from LA or haven't really been to LA don't realize how close like Skid Row is to Little Tokyo. It's like just like like a street over. Yes, yeah, kind of pretty yeah, much. It's like right there. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, Mumford is located in a really cool area because mm-hmm. it's also by Adjacent art district. To, yeah, art you know, district, and yeah. they have art district brewing. Mm-hmm. They have. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Verse Cache, mm-hmm. the uh, awesome like where you, where you can get brats and beer was one of like it's like the, a German style, yeah. Like, uh, but uh, they also there's table. there's also a pretty big Los Angeles brewery oh, yeah, yeah, there, yeah. and I just forgot the name. Can you look that up for us? Angel City. Angel City Brewing. Yeah, that's it. You know, yeah. so uh, Angel City Brewing is there. You know, um, and there are a few other places popping up, and also there's tons. Of really cool graffiti yeah, all yeah, over yeah. the place. There's a lot to see, and then, like I said, it's Little Tokyo adjacent, mm-hmm. so there's really good food in that area. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice little like stroll, and the Japanese American Museum is mm-hmm. there, and so we love is museums the, uh, that drink local. Yeah, and then so is the um, the Mocha Geffen, yeah. which is uh, the Contemporary Museum of Contemporary Art, and they have the they have like the main building in a different part of downtown LA, but they have this other one called the Geffen right there too. So it's like a nice walk, you know, just make sure you're, you know, aware of your surroundings, I guess. But otherwise it's a nice yeah. walk, like stroll, you know, drinking, beer hopping, could do all that. Yeah. Take the train. Guys, if uh, you listen to the first episode, you may be aware that I may have been a little bit loud. So uh, <laughs> I'm trying to keep it, you know, my levels down. A little bit this time, but I might get excited. So I mean, I'll you're do bound what I can do. to. You're bound to. So what's that third okay. beer that we're drinking? I'm really interested in this so, one. So yeah, so this third beer is a. We thought it was just a grim beer, but um, grim it's beer like, grim. It, like like sad like like it's grim like it's it's tough like it's, well no uh, it's like, a like, uh, uh, it's dark brewery like the Undertaker the brewery called Grim um, from Brooklyn. Oh, and we actually went there. Um, couple years ago? Yeah, a couple of years, couple ago, years ago, we uh, went to New York and we stayed in Brooklyn mm-hmm. and we did some beer tourism there. As we always do. And Grimm was one of the places that we went yeah. and they specialize in mostly, I think, sours. Sours and like, yeah, so I was reading about this. So this is actually a collaboration between, and forgive me for my uh, pronunciation because my French is not that great, Grimm and Brasserie de la Seine. Oh, is it a Belgian? Uh, it's a Belgian okay. brewery. Okay, that's cool. And so that means that... And it's a noble hopped pale ale with raw wheat and Britannomyces. So they do a lot of like stuff with like yeast and like... Um, um, and, and, and it turns out that I guess they culture? I don't know. Create, like have their own yeast because it says... Oh, wow. Uh, Grim does? Yeah, so wow. this beer is called I Still Love the Old World. I mean, it's a very spacious location, yeah. especially considering that it's Brooklyn. Like, I feel like that's a lot of uh, money per square foot. 
Yeah, yeah, but like that's where all the yeah, breweries are in yeah, New York. Because totally, like, I mean, like, totally. they can't really. Yeah. There's no definitely no yeah. space and you know money and. I want to go back. I love I love Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to go back there. Um, okay. So this is a Brett beer, basically. Yeah. So it says this extra hoppy old world ale shows off our unique and involving house ale yeast. Sick. Yeah. Cereal. Serially repitched since Grimm's opening for favorable genetic grift. Sick. So they've been like pitch, pitching is I guess is the Sick. the phrase is they've been pitching yeast. So they all pitching yeast. That pitching sounds yeast, fucking think. awesome, dude. <laughs> That's what they say. So they do a lot of breads and a lot like of like sours in my and mind. wild ales and stuff like that. Yeah. So they're like a really unique brewery, and it really has like a really unique look, and it's is. I don't know. It's very artistic. I think they're the yeah, it's like a artsy. couple, and I think they're like artists and musicians and stuff I like see. that. And they started and clearly you know, beer enthusiasts. Yeah, you know. So definitely, if you're anybody's ever in Brooklyn, check check it out among sure. other places. But we usually don't see grim beers out here in LA. So when we saw it, we were just like, let's get it. Yeah, you know, it's funny <laughs> because we actually uh, went to a uh, local kind of like whiskey torium like liquor store kind of like a kind of a uh, you know a more like a high-minded type of liquor store right. like, like the kind that have been popping up lately Cur- like curated yeah well yeah. curated very uh you know, they have a few beers but a very mm-hmm. curated refrigerator of beers mm-hmm. um and they even have like a deli mm-hmm. in the back it's really mm-hmm. cool the place is called flask and we'll get into that when we talk about what we're going to talk about today but um these beers are looking very delicious <laughs> yeah come i would on. love to try some yes all right, let's cheers it out. Cheers. So what are you drinking right now? I picked up the Kolsch. Okay, then I'm going to have the Mumford. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, wow. Yeah. <sighs> well, Kolsch. Mumford never lets me down. Oh, yeah? That's you how like I it? feel. Yeah. I like it. You know, like I said, you know, this is uh, generally a style that I uh, have been classifying as not for me for a while. Right, though right. I've been trying to learn about it more. Right. You know, and uh, be more open-minded mm-hmm. in general. It's mm-hmm. 2020, you know, you, we got yeah, yeah, to let go. You know? so. Yeah, um, I'm going to try it, too. Okay, I'm going to drink this Kolsch. I mean, the Kolsch is so like good. a solid Kolsch. Yeah. Really good. Mm. Oh, yeah, the Kolsch is always good. So, mm. we'll try the Grimm in a minute. But what I'm going to do while Misa's sipping is I'm going to give you guys the rundown of what we're going to talk about today. So, our blog is up. As you may be aware, yeah, if you have checked out our website or found us through our Twitter posts or our, our website or some of our friends have been uh, publicizing us, we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about Highland Park um, a little bit because I was just thinking about the other day, I was thinking about uh, a while back when this anti-immigration guy was talking about the dangers of immigration and one of the things that he said was going to happen if we let too many immigrants in is that there will be taco trucks on every corner ah god forbid right and i was like so we gotta let him in because that sounds fucking awesome right let them all in yeah and you know in the neighborhood where we live our stomping grounds that's basically what it is it's taco trucks on every corner and there are lines everywhere and you know what um, it's, it, it ain't, it's not immigrants in those lines. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. But, um, anyway though, so we're going to talk about that. And then, of course, we're going to get into our segments. 
what made you want to drink. Mm -hmm. And we're going to take some questions from the Beer Curious. All right. So that's what we're going to do today. And I hope you guys enjoy. Mm. So... Mises trying I'm the grim. Sniffing the grim. You gotta sniff it. It's a bread ah, beer. Smells nice and funky. Mm. Mm. All right. So, um, a little bit about the blog. So, the uh, blog that we do is drinklocal.tv, mm -hmm. and that's where you can find our podcast. That's where you can find some reflective journals. That's where you can find links to our Instagram, our Twitter, you know, images. That's, that's where you can keep up with us, you know. So if you uh, go check it out and you like what you see, please bookmark it. Um, one of the main features of the blog itself is a weekly journal that we're going to be doing called On the DL. And On the DL is where we reflect on some of our beer trips past. So we're going to be doing that. In English, and we're also going to be translating it into Japanese. I'm going to be translating it. There you go. She's going to be translating it. She's going to take care of that. Um, and uh, the first one that I we did. wrote a pretty long one, too. So <laughs> I got my work cut out for myself. So the first one that we did is Austin. And we love Austin. Yeah. So we went and checked out Austin. You know, you would think that, you know, maybe like you might do your own locale first, your drink mm -hmm. local. Mm -hmm. But you know what? We chose Austin because we thought Austin really represented what the whole Drink Local thing is about. It's really about beer enthusiasm for beer's sake. It's really about people, kinship, friendship, community. And we felt all that. We felt so much love in Austin that we thought it was only right mm -hmm. for us to just gush about Austin. It was definitely one of the memorable places that we've drank beer. Absolutely. And we've drank, we drank beer. beer a lot of places. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just in Texas alone, we did Dallas, yeah. we did San Antonio, mm -hmm. and we did Houston yep. and Austin. Austin. So yeah. we're talking about Austin this time. Uh, we hope you guys check that out. It's a really fun story. Yeah, let us know. About some really fun people. Give us some feedback. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's uh, pretty much it on the blog. So let's talk about taco trucks on every corner. Let's talk <laughs> about Highland Park. So The dream. Yeah. Give me your thoughts on... Highland Park. My thoughts on Highland Park? Yeah. Um, I'm glad it's close to me. Absolutely. Hell because yeah. there's a lot of good food. You know, one of my favorite bars, beer bars, is there. What's it called? It's called Hermosillo. Hermosillo Bar, where they have Highland Park Brewery. Yep. Yeah, where they're brewing a lot of really dank beers. And they, and really they brew good. a great variety of beers. Mm -hmm. I think they're one of the best breweries in L.A., Mm -hmm. um, but there are a lot of good breweries uh, really, in the uh, northeast part right, of LA. Right, they're we'll really the time. they're really good with like the IPAs for sure. West Coast style repping yeah. West Coast. Really um, Highland Park is really uh, up and coming amongst the hipsters like us now. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, <laughs> it is a uh, you know I'm part of that. You know, yeah. I, you know I'm a this is my neighborhood. I've been here since uh, I was uh, you know. Uh, 12. Right, right, and, right. Yeah, you were here I'm, before it was yeah, like... Yeah, and I'm... Yeah, I'm uh, I'm, I'm 38. I was there when they were like, well, you shouldn't go there. Right, right. You know? Yeah. And now I'm here where they're like, you should go there, so I'm definitely going there. Right. And, um, you know, the uh, dopest uh, streets mm -hmm. are probably 
Figueroa and mm-hmm. York. Yep. That's where a lot of the stuff is happening, you know, and, you know, everything in between. Awesome. There are a lot of places to go, but we're kind of going to be talking about Figueroa and York a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, because on Fig, you know, I think it's a uh, growing. It's a cafe and sandwich paradise. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I love sandwiches. Yeah. Um, it's a uh, guy, you know, I'm always in a cafe. It's got a lot of really cool places to eat, mm-hmm. a lot of really nice places to drink, mm-hmm. a lot of music, mm-hmm. a lot of entertainment, you know, mm-hmm. they do comedy shows, mm-hmm. every kind, everything you can ask for, and of course, a lot of street food, right? Right. You know? And like in between that, there, there is, because it is like, has been before it's been gentrified, it's more of like a Latino kind of community, so in between all that stuff is like, you can get like... There's like a fruit stand, you know, yeah. and you can get like really good fruit, like medley type of things, fruit juices, like uh, you get, you could get a mangonada, which is like this on a hot summer day. It's like a mango ice slushy thing with cut up mangoes Ooh, and a chamoy, which is this like kind of salty, you know, little sauce. And oh, it's, yeah. Oh, so good. You know, so I recommend, you know, not just going to the little cute cafes and sandwich shops and cool liquor stores and stuff, but checking out those local businesses too. Yeah, sure. inundate yourself with the culture, mm-hmm. support the people who were there originally. Let's make sure they can stay there. I, and, yeah. And, uh, you know, that's mostly Figueroa. Mm-hmm. York, you know, is a whole different story because York is starting to lead us into Eagle Rock and lead right. us into other places. Mm-hmm. And York is really cool. York is where... You're gonna find the Hermosillo. Right. You're gonna find Block Party. Block party. You're gonna find, you know, that's uh, another beer spot. Yeah, yeah, a dispensary if you want to go. go you know, down, do that. Yeah. You know, like there, you know, there's a lot of cool things you can do. Oh, there's like a new uh, vegan German style, like oh yeah, oh yeah, Hinterhof. Hinterhof. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can you can eat at Hinterhof, and they have uh, German beers. all kinds of German yeah. beers. Uh-huh. You know, which you know I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's um, great. And uh, of course, they also have this place called Bella's Bagels, which I think are the oh. best bagels on the east side. So good. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really, it's really good, you know. Yeah. So, you know, we talked a little bit about, about Brooklyn. So, if you're from Brooklyn, um, just, you know, just you feel right keep eating, <laughs> just keep eating your bagels. But, you know, they're, they're, you know you're going to, you know, you're going to be like, you know, it's all right. But this is the best bagel we can get here. That's right. for sure. Right. So, yeah, um, you know, and, you know, Misa kind of mentioned, you know, how, you know, the uh, neighborhood is changing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm always in Highland Park. You know, I go there almost every day to uh, hang out, do some writing, whatnot. And Highland Park, it really is different from how it was because pretty much everything, everybody there, it looks like they came out of central casting. Like, <laughs> it's, they really do. Yeah, like, every, you can I'm just sure. sit there yeah. and, like, watch people. Yeah, you see a lot of people day. from TV shows and movies who live in yeah, Highland Park. Like, actually, and yeah. I, I'm sure that everybody in Highland Park, except for me, has a SAG card. <laughs> so if you're in Highland Park and. And an agent at the yeah, yeah. You know, um, you know you're, you're, you're going to see a lot of attractive, unique people who are basically wearing costumes. You yeah, know, yeah. yeah, and uh, you know, like they might be like artists and yeah, stuff like that too. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, it is gentrifying, you know. And so there's also, you know, these types come. There are also a lot of dogs, mm-hmm. you know. So it's a very dog friendly neighborhood as well. So if you like dogs, you know, you can uh, come hang out 
you know, I actually almost got in trouble with a uh, dog partner the other day. <laughs> dog partner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 that's, that's how I refer to yeah. people who have dogs in Highland Park. You know, I mean, I tough. guess that's the respectful right. way. Right, right, you know, yeah. it's tough. Dog partner. Because, you know, like, black people, I think that we kind of have a complicated relationship with dogs. Like, we love them, but we aren't always sure that they love us. You know, like white people, their relationship with dogs, I feel like it's like a little bit more beautiful and more pure. Mm -hmm. You know, like basically, I think that the fundamental difference is that we kind of see them as pets and they kind of see them as friends or family. Yeah, family even. And, you know, like we see our dogs as family, too. But like, you know, like twice removed like you know like uh, you're, 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 you're like you're like my step cousin yeah you know uh, we're not like we're, we're not, like yeah not quite yeah. sure I'm, yeah i'm not like this is my brother this is my baby like you right, can't right. like you know like um black people's dogs aren't getting in our beds like that's it's, it's just a it's just a difference you know and so like you know when you're in a neighborhood like highland park or even Brooklyn, you know, yeah. um, it's becoming like that too. Oh, like, yeah, a lot of dope, you know, dope. like you walk into a restaurant or a cafe, and sometimes you expect a certain level of cleanliness, and then you might see a dog there, you know, like you know, on it might might be on the table, or it might just uh, shake off everything, you know, uh, <laughs> fire microbes everywhere, you know, like. Yeah. And I'll be honest, for people of color, it's a little it's a little bit challenging. You know, like, I don't know how else to say it, you know? So I almost got in trouble with a dog partner because <laughs> I was in line to order something the other day with Misa, and while the gentleman behind the counter was still helping the people in front of me, he asked me to step up to the counter. And I was like, I can't. I got to respect the puppy. After all, it is Highland Park. <laughs> and I realized <laughs> when I said that, a little bit of my sarcasm might have come out. And the dog's partner... Look back at me like, dude. And I felt, a little dog too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel kind of bad. I, but I mean, like, I get it. Like, yeah. like you know, I'm used to it. You know, I'm not You're uncomfortable used, in used the to what with the with the dogs in oh, the restaurants oh, oh. or in the cafes or whatever. But like my mother, not so much. She's not down. She'll probably just leave. You know. <laughs> um, but like, it did just kind of like seem kind of sudden though. Like you know, like dogs in uh -huh. restaurants. Yeah. I mean, like, it is Black History Month, so I thought I can say this, you know, like, I do think about the fact that it wasn't very long ago, like, we weren't allowed in restaurants, <laughs> you know? So, the dogs, like, they, like, just, hold up. they just fucking showed up. They didn't even, like, they didn't even fight for their rights. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, where, yeah, like, where was the march? Like, we fought for that. I don't remember a kibble rights movement. Who was their barking Luther King? You know, like, I have questions, you know, like, what, like, what kind of dog would a barking Luther King Jr. be? Like, is that a Pomeranian or, like, probably not, right? You think it's, like, a British Terrier? You know, oh, I imagine, like, a, like, a, a German Shepherd. A German? No, definitely not a German anything. <laughs> I don't think that <laughs> um, barking Luther King Jr. is going to be a German anything, but I don't know, like. You know, I, I mean, be... something with authority, though. You know what I mean? Like, something... I don't think it's a small little dog. See, I'm thinking something with compassion. You know, it might be big. Like, it might be like a St. Bernard. You yeah. know? Like, yeah, like Beethoven. You know? <laughs> like, I, like I, I can see that. You know? Oh. But anyway, though, you know, that's our Highland Park experience. You know? It's a good time. 
Anyway, though, um, let's move on and get into our segments. Can we do that? Mm -hmm. All right, so... Drink these beers, too. Um, have you even tried this grim? I have not yet. I'm going to do it right now because right. I'm going to ask you okay. what made you want to drink. All right. Um, well, the Super Bowl was this weekend, so I'm going to keep it simple and say mm, the Super Bowl. Delicious. It's good, right? Yeah. Um. Mm. Funky, delicious. Yeah, it's really funky. It's not like sweet or anything. It's very, I mean, I guess it's a pale ale. It tastes fantastic. I, I am instantly hopped ale. addicted to that. Exactly what I've come to expect from Grimm. Mm -hmm. It has like a, kind of like a, um, like an old, musty sort of a mm -hmm. kind of quality to it. So yeah. it's definitely... You know, I could see people not being into this. Well, but there was a Brett beer trend like it's good. three or four years back. Yeah. So I think that people have kind of developed a taste for it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you know, it's always fun to have a Brett beer. Like, you know, like you said, like you don't see them as much anymore. Right. So when I do That's see true. them, I try to get them. Yeah. You know, um, it's fun. Yeah. And you kind of like you kind of know what to expect, but then you yeah. kind of don't, you know, when we went to Flask mm -hmm. and got. Oh. The beer. Yeah. As soon as I touched it, yeah. the guy there, Mitch, yeah. really cool guy, yeah. was like, oh, mm, yeah, that's the one. Right. Grim. Yeah. Yes, he was very excited about it. And I was like, you've been to Grim? He's like, no, but I've had their beers. Mm -hmm. They're delicious. And I was like, mm -hmm. yes, they are. Mm -hmm. You know? And so we had to get it yep. right there. And we're glad we did. It was not a mistake at all. So the Super Bowl. Yeah. So the Super Bowl, uh, I'm not really uh, a football fan. I don't really watch it. I don't get it for the longest time i was like i really don't get it this is boring um but you know damn uh for the super bowl you you just end up like watching it or it's on and you're kind of looking at it you know um but this year i was like a little bit excited because i've been kind of excited about pa patrick mahomes oh yeah just because i'm like well we were like both not really watching football but we were like Hold on, maybe we're missing something. Yeah, like just because of this guy. Yeah, like I don't watch football, and I like to say mm -hmm. that it's because of the Colin Kaepernick blackballing, uh -huh. but it's really because I've been a Raiders fan all my life, <laughs> and the Raiders have just just taken just me out of it. <laughs> just I just, ruined you know, it for you. and I can't see myself choosing another team, so I'm so just like I don't watch football. They just ended. It I come you. in at the playoffs. Right, right, then right. Then I watch. So yeah, then I yeah. So then I was like, well, I feel like, you know, so I was like, this is my chance to like really watch him go to town, right? And, you know, as as y'all may know who watched it, it was like one of his not so good games. Yeah. You know, but still he brought it in the end and yeah. like, you know, had his moments. And I, it was the first Super Bowl or the first, like, football game, really, that I actually watched, like, mm -hmm. from start to finish. I was, like, watching it. Like, I do, like, basketball games where I'm watching it. I don't... And I was starting to kind of understand what the lines... All the lines meant. Mm -hmm. You know, the blue line. What's this blue line? And what is this yellow line? And then I finally understood what it meant. It all okay. clicked for you. Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, this is very rudimentary. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so, like, I had fun, and I didn't take a nap at all, like, which I definitely do every 
Super Bowl. I take a nap at some point. <laughs> but it was fun and I enjoyed it and had some beers. Yeah. You know, I enjoyed it, it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I watched the pretty much the entire playoffs. Mm-hmm. It was pretty much all the football I watched this year, save for like when it was on somewhere that I was at, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's football. Like if it's on, you can't look away. Mm-hmm. So I uh, saw, well, we watched Patrick Mahomes on YouTube. We watched his, <laughs> enti- like, yeah, his entire career highlights on YouTube. Yeah. And then we did the same thing this season for Lamar Jackson. Okay, just to get that out of the way, all right? Because we're like, we're not gonna miss this. I feel shit. like that's just the right way to watch. Yeah, we're not it, gonna like... miss this shit, you know. <laughs> like, you gotta see that, you know. Like we're seeing things that we've never seen. Yeah. So, but like the whole playoffs, I felt like the Chiefs had a chance, uh-huh. even though for the Super Bowl, I wanted the Chiefs to win because uh-huh. I like Mahomes, uh-huh. but I also thought that San Francisco was going to mm-hmm. win because I have been a believer in defense, defense. wins football games, right. you know, and I thought that their defense was going to be better. I'm a huge fan of Richard Sherman, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think that Jimmy Garoppolo is very handsome. I love handsome men, you know, he looks like John Stamos, mm-hmm. you know, he's, wow. Anyway, um, calm down now. Sorry. But when I was watching the Chiefs, every game in the playoffs, mm-hmm. they started by giving their opposing team a handicap of at least 10 <laughs> points, and they schooled them. They yeah. were playing real football, like when your older brother uh-huh. plays Madden with you, and he lets you run up the score a little bit just so he can kick your ass in the second half. They were doing that in real life. I never seen no shit like that. You know, and yeah. so I was like, we got to watch this, you yeah. know. And when we did, you know, it was one of the best games that mm-hmm. we've seen you know it was competitive you didn't know who was gonna win to the end but then you kind of felt the tide turning in the last quarter you were like they're getting rolling you know and they always do you know Andy Reid offensive genius you know and they got the job done and it was awesome and Patrick Mahomes hit him with the I'm going to Disneyland <laughs> you know it, it, it kicked ass you know and Andy Reid I hope he got to eat all his all the cheeseburgers in the world. Yeah, and that's not a fat joke. He said he, he's going to eat cheeseburgers, uh, okay? That's, mm, you know. Good for um, him. Yeah. He deserves it. So. So what made you want to drink? Well, what made me want to drink yeah. was I have this buddy uh-huh. from NorCal. Uh-huh. His name is Dan. He's an awesome guy. I love this guy. And he hit me up over the weekend uh-huh. and said, hey, man, I might have tickets to the near orchestral concert Mm -hmm. and i might have an extra ticket and if i do do you want it and i was like dude hell yeah of course i want that Mm -hmm. you know and he was like well i'm not gonna know until the day of and it may be very close and so i was like bro like no problem i'm gonna go to Microsoft Theater anyway, uh-huh. just to see you uh-huh. before the concert uh-huh. because I just want to hug it out because you're my boy <laughs> and you came all the way from NorCal and I, I got to get that hug. Right. You know? and, and Microsoft Theater is in LA Live, which is by Staples Center. Right. All that stuff. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Downtown LA. Yeah. So, um, this was uh, Wednesday of last week uh-huh. and I went there. There was a lot going on with the Kobe thing. Uh-huh. 
So a lot of people were there, and there were a lot of people there for the like concert. like that all week. Yeah, yeah, and to be clear, let me just tell you what Nier is. If you don't know, right. Nier is a video game from Square Enix and Platinum Games. Okay, and if you've heard about it, then you know it's insane. You know it has insane <laughs> music. You know it's, it's everything about it is epic and over the top. The uh, game itself, I can't get into the storyline because we only have a limited amount of time. <laughs> it's and really all crazy. I can say that is it will break your brain. Uh, 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 I still don't understand it, but it's 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 crazy. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, game that I played was Near Automata, which is the most recent one. Okay. It's freaking awesome. It's an amazing game. You have to play through it a few times in order to get the entire story. And then you're going to have to watch a YouTube synopsis of someone explaining to you <laughs> what the hell it was you saw. Right. Anyway, though, this game has epic music. The composer is named, I believe, Keiichi Okabe. Oh, uh-huh. And he is a an orchestral classical music composer from Japan. And, I mean, me personally, like, I believe that uh, considering the kind of music that we listen to these days, the... Uh, orchestral mm -hmm. scene and the classical music scene has kind of migrated to movies and games yeah you know that's yeah, where you can find sure. like some of like the coolest new classical style music mm -hmm. and it's epic mm -hmm. so i get there and it's a mixed crowd all kinds of people are there you know there are cosplayers of course right, right. there are just fans of the game otakus fans of music business people People who are just in the classical music scene, hmm. you know, everyone is there, you know? So I get there, I see Dan, and Dan is like, hey man, you can have the ticket. Mm -hmm. So he gives me the ticket, and the ticket that he got me was a VIP ticket. Why well, you didn't even show it to me. Yeah, this is the VIP badge right here. So I'm wow. showing her the badge. Um, and uh, I was like, dude, like, what do I owe you? And he was like, forget about it you know <laughs> he just he hooked it up so i went in there and uh there was uh free food and an open bar for vips in the vip lounge so i go down and i get a uh, cabernet sauvignon i uh drink that while i'm waiting for the show to start mm -hmm. and then i get another wine yeah i got chardonnay uh-huh I got a Chardonnay and I took that to my seat mm -hmm. and the seat was in the fourth row. It was very close to everything and I got to experience the audio visual experience. There was a visual component to the concert where they kind of showed uh, the storylines from this series of games mm. and I got to see up close the choir. The uh, It must have been a 60 piece orchestra. Mm -hmm. And the soloist, uh, the conductor, everyone mm -hmm. could see him very well. It was a pretty crowded theater. They had the producer of the game was there. The creator of the game, Yoko Taro, was there. Yoko Taro is an eclectic guy. He always wears this big smiley face mask, this creepy <laughs> smiley face, which is a character from the game called Emil, who uh, is like 10,000 years old, but perpetually sounds like a child. He, uh, I think that... Uh, Does he talk? Who, uh, Okabe-san? Yeah. No, I'm sorry, uh, Yokotaro-san? Uh -huh. Yokotaro yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, he does? Yeah, he does speak. Uh -huh. 
but he seems to be reclusive. You know, you never see him without the mask. It's like uh, that movie. What movie? Where the guy is just wearing a big head mask. The one you watch without me. That's so hard to <laughs> to figure out. Um, I don't know. Uh, oh, oh, Frank. Yeah, Frank. Frank, yeah, totally. Yeah, like Frank, <laughs> but creepier in Japanese. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, you know, uh, the ticket that Dan got was he wanted to meet the creator of the game and mm-hmm. meet the soloist, meet the conductor, meet the producer, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. So he wanted a VVIP ticket. Right. So he was able to get that. And he gave me this one. So I sit down before the show starts. Some of the people from the VIP lounge start coming to sit near me. And so one of the guys was this very, very big buff man with mm-hmm. super huge muscles uh-huh. and his wife. Uh-huh. They sat next to me and I was like, cool, I like this guy. I'm in the gym. Uh-huh. You know, we can relate. <laughs> and then there were these two other people who I know their names, but I'm not going to do them like that. <laughs> oh, shit. And um, it was a young lady mm-hmm. and her fiance okay they sit next to me they have some wine mm-hmm. and the first thing he says to me mm-hmm. is did you do the open bar <laughs> and i was like well yeah, of course i did it was open i'm, I'm having a uh, chardonnay right now yeah. and he goes did you get the merlot uh-huh. they had a merlot uh-huh. and he was <laughs> like yeah i just asked him about it and i was like i i, I was like what else you got uh-huh. And so I was like, oh, so you did some digging. He's like, yeah, I had everything. Oh, and boy. I was thinking, I can see that. Huh. You know? <laughs> and so um, the uh, concert started, uh-huh. and they were drinking. The uh, open bar closed at around 9. They took off at around 9.05, uh-huh. and they came back with some more drinks uh, during wow. the uh, intermission. Wow. And um, the uh, young lady was like, uh, it, it was closed, but I got the woman that hooked hook us up, you know? And uh-huh. I was like okay cool you know i was yeah. like i see where this is going right so then uh the dude before the intermission ended was like hey man you hungry to you yeah uh-huh. and i was like nah i'm i'm good he's like i'm hungry and i was like of course you are you like to drink you know yeah. that makes you feel hungry and uh he's like all right i'm gonna get some food so they left they got some food and i was like maybe they're gone for good because they were gone for a while yeah they came back dude they had two red wines more (laughs) yeah oh man so the guy um sits his red wine in uh the uh cup holders in front of us and i had offered him mine because his girl was using hers and i'd offered him mine and the people next to me the buff guy and his wife they weren't drinking so i used theirs you know and then the buff guy had to get up and go pee so he gets up Mm -hmm. and i stand up and he hits the red wine and it spills all over the ground and it misses me, but it gets on my bag. Oh. And I was like, oh, no. But I had a paper towel. I wiped the bag. The uh, guy next to me is like, wow. You know? And I'm like, uh-huh. don't trip. You know, yeah. it's all good. Yeah. Whatever. But I told the buff guy, hey, man, I'm going to hide my bag under you now. Yeah. You know, just to make sure it happens again. He's like, cool. So um, I look over to my right again. And we're on the we're on the end. The mm-hmm. two people are on the end. And the buff guy and his wife are to my left. Mm-hmm. I look over to my right, and I see the guy, and he has his head in his hands. Oh, man. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, 
I know where this is going. Yeah. So now we're in the second half of the show. Yeah. And the songs are just getting more epic and intense, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so. Oh, man. Uh, I bet it was just ringing. Yeah. Like... And so I'm, I'm like, dude, he fucked up. Yeah. Because I don't know how much those tickets cost, but I heard the guys <laughs> behind me talking about yeah. it and they were talking about $300. Yeah. You know? Jeez. So I'm like, dude, like, you have to make sure you enjoy this because this is like, you know, uh, a quarter rent, you yeah. know? So, um, he, uh, you know, is having a tough time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you know, this is cool. The concert ends. He makes it. He <laughs> makes it to the end. Uh-huh. And everyone comes out. The soloist, Yoko Taro, uh-huh. Okabe-san, uh-huh. the uh, conductor, everyone is bowing and getting thanks. And they say, hey, this is... Thanks to you guys, your dedication, our first overseas concert that we've been able to do. The first of many that we're going to be able Mm -hmm. to do because of the fans. Mm -hmm. So since we were able to do that, Mm -hmm. we're going to do one more song as an encore. (laughs) And so they start the song and it's the most epic one possible. Uh And then I'm enjoying it and that's when I hear it. Oh no. Clop, 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 on the floor right next to me, and I feel some splash. And I'm literally like the meme with that dog Uh surrounded by fire. I'm like, (laughs) this is is fine. Yeah, because you know what? I'm not supposed to be there. I didn't pay for that. I gotta be happy. You know, I'm just happy that Dan's not there in that seat because Dan would have been pissed yeah you know um, sure, yeah. so but i was like this is fine yeah you know um i uh look down there is stuff on my shoes yeah and i'm like this is fine uh the uh after he threw up his girl was like let's go let's go yeah. they just left yeah. right away you know as they should i you mean know? they should have left earlier they left before that but if that <laughs> happens you can't just stay there and sit and stand in that well I was like, this is not right, you know, but it just didn't, it didn't look right. So, uh, the concert ends finally for real. Mm -hmm. I turned to the buff guy and his wife and I'm like, yo, it was so good Mm -hmm. being able to enjoy this with you. Mm -hmm. You know, we both had talked about how we had finished the game and gotten all the endings. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but listen, (laughs) um, we should go the other way. Right. And he was like, why? What happened? Oh, he didn't know. Yeah. And I was like, well, the guy next to us. Like, don't look. (laughs) <laughs> could not handle the open bar. He couldn't handle the responsibility. See, he thought it was free, but what he didn't realize is mm-hmm. that everything has a cost. Yep. And the cost of the open bar is self-control. You got to have self-control, you know? Yeah, you got to choose. Like, what are you here for? Yeah. You know what I mean? So the buff guy, he looks behind me, and he just goes, hmm, chunky. <laughs> I was like, yes. So we went the other way. We left. I saw Dan and he was leaving. I gave him another big hug. Dan doesn't like to hug. I took him out of his comfort zone, hugged him real tight. Then uh, he went on to meet Yoko Taro, Okabe-san, everyone else. Mm-hmm. I went out and I took the train home. Got home and immediately washed my shoes. You know? Yep. So uh, I had a few drinks that night, but that definitely made me want to drink. Yeah. Just, yeah. but in controlled portions. Yeah. Um, you know, normally... That's a lesson to all people who uh, get wide-eyed at an open bar. Yeah. Yeah. 
So normally we do take questions mm -hmm. from the beer curious, mm -hmm. but we're kind of low on time. Okay. So I don't really want to get into that mm -hmm. this time. Sure. But is there anything you want to ask? Huh? To to who? To you? You ask me. Yeah. No. N nothing I want to <laughs> ask you either. You know? uh, that, that's great. So that's fantastic. Um, what I want to do is, if you guys listen all the way through, I want to apologize for uh, talking about throwing up. Graphic content. Yeah, and I want to say thank you guys, of course, for listening. We hope that you guys will follow us on our Instagram, at DrinkLocalTV, mm -hmm. our Twitter, which is... DrinkLocalTV. And, of course, check us out at our website, read our blog, mm -hmm. drinklocal.tv. We're talking mm -hmm. about Austin this week. We're going to talk probably about maybe Northeast LA or something like that mm -hmm. next week. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be podcasting again very soon. Yep. And we hope you guys join us. Yep. All right. Until then, bottoms up. Bottoms up.